Today I'd like to start with another sport. Talked about the marathon for a while. <laughs> so I'm going to a different sport. Uh, actually, I'm, so a triathlon. And especially in a triathlon, swimming. It's triathlon, you go swimming, biking, running. And I was never a great swimmer. But have you ever, you know, you think about swimming and you think about your kids, right? <clears throat> Just jumping around and, being, you know, but really, you know, swimming in a race, you're actually swimming hard. And, and I, again, never wasn't that good with it. But if you're in a triathlon swimming, it's really hard to get in point A to point B, to get to a buoy, for instance. Just think about uh, the beach, city beach. And just try it sometime, doing a stroke, and try to get with your, with your eyes down in the lake, trying to breathe, and then trying to go forward. Now, when the weather was clean and, and just calm, that itself is hard. I was, I was zigzagging all the time, every triathlon I ever did. And then there was a triathlon that I did the, where the waves were about three to four feet high. Now, now try to find that buoy with that situation. So literally, there were times that the buoy was below the waves. How, how do you get there? And you might be, I mean, you start the race and it's like all these minnows next to each other in this bucket and you're bumping each other and, and you might be with people that, are, that you're trying to say, oh, I, that person is doing it right. And then you realize, oh, you're about 50 yards on track because you're actually off track. You're in the wrong direction. So you have to really focus on yourself too that, and literally you have to look up out of, the, out, of the, out of the lake and see that there's the buoy. Now I gotta keep making my stroke going towards that buoy. And it, that's, that's just crazy. <laughs> and I, rem, I, I think of that as about what's going on now for us. Spiritual, you know, our spiritual lives, our physical lives, and where are we going right now? Where are we going? So, I wanted to use his image to talk about this conversation between God and Solomon. As Solomon was called the most wise king of all time, the son of King David, he then kind of went off track himself with a lot of sins and getting rid of God, which was totally different story. But this is what 1 Kings talked about. The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, ask something of me and I will give it to you. Now, pause. Take the name of Solomon and put your name in this verse. Imagine that you were having that same dream. And at night, God said the same question. Ask something of me, and I will give it to you. There's some nuance in this question. Because if you're good at praying... Like today, we'll give intercession prayers. 
for several levels. Every Mass we do it. And I hope that many of you do that in your hearts to pray. You know, Lord, I really want to pray for my family right now. Lord, I really, I really want to pray for my kids, my students, our budget, safety, so forth. But at this time, that's a little nuance with this because God is actually saying in this question, ask something of me and I will give it to you. How would you answer? Now we heard kind of the end of this story about what Solomon did not ask him. I want to add a few more just to think about our own hearts. What would we actually answer or what shouldn't we answer? God talked about Solomon, you did not ask for a long life. Well, how about today of health? COVID? How about riches? Or if we're in a tough time with the economy? Do you want life, aka the opposite of life, of our enemies? Power, fame, popularity, possessions. How about just on Facebook? That, boy, I wish I had not just five people reading my Facebook. I wish there was a million people. Solomon said, I serve you in the midst of the people whom you have chosen, a people so vast that it cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding heart to judge your people and to distinguish right from wrong. I was reading this and continuing to read it now. I like today, an understanding heart is unbelievable. And to know the difference between right and wrong. Now, we have some pretty cool things in history. We talk about words like this understanding of heart. We think about like, like uh, virtues, something that helps you be strong. Like wisdom. Again, what Solomon was said of how wise he was. Also, prudence. Prudence, kind of that map. Again, if you're kind of in the back in that swimming, where am I going? How do I get there? That'd be the virtue of prudence. How can I get through this type of life? How can I find my job? How can I do my, as a mom or dad, grandma and grandpa, how can I get to church? How can I discern my spiritual journey? But I absolutely love, again, having a, an understanding heart. What do we need today, really? Isn't that it? Having our hearts that are understanding to other people that we might disagree with, but we can talk to them as people, as humans. Think about all the different things that we don't have right now. God has kind of put up the whole world upside down. School is quickly coming. That's totally different. How about sports on television? I've seen some. I don't watch them, but what about football? High school, college, NFL. How about basketball? 
How about hockey? How about movies in Hollywood? When do you think we'll have a next movie? Like a Hollywood movie? Because of COVID. How about the crazy news? How about the protocols? Do you remember the protocols we're having right now? Then in, I don't know, January, February? None of you were wearing masks. I hope that we may pray to have an understanding heart. To discern and grow with prudence and wisdom. Because if we're feeling distance from God, that's normal and craziness. But that heart of understanding, of prudence and wisdom, that's something He's given us. To go to Him.